tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello and welcome to Springboard Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, matriculating into Ghana's foremost developmental program running since 2008. This is your most inspirational show in that place where the greatest minds in the world converge. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roshi Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse UMB Bank, the enterprise group with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. Today we are once again in our top 10 series where we get to hear 10 powerful prescriptions from the lives of people you love to hear over and over again. And that means that by the time you graduate at the end of this broadcast, you will find five top life principles for my guests and their five prescriptions for their ideal Ghana that you may just want to live in. My guest for today is someone I've wanted to interview for years. Honorable Member of Parliament for Ningo Pram Pram, St. George. Honorable, good to see you. Pleasure is mine. Thanks for making time to be with us today. Pleasure is mine and it's a, it's a privilege to be here. I think that it's a, it's a big platform and I don't take it for granted. Well, it's a learning platform for us here and we have various publics converging to what we call the virtual university because we distill the lessons and use them to grow our lives. So, your name is symptomatic with politics, <laughs> young politician, yeah. ostensibly, obviously, very fast rising. Have you always wanted to be in politics? Strictly no. Let's start from there. What did you want to um, do? As a young kid, I wanted to be a nuclear physicist. Um, Science has always been my thing, and um, much younger, I wanted to be a pilot. Then, from there, physics and chemistry were something I were, were subjects I loved. 
and then I decided, okay, I wanted to go to the university and do nuclear physics. And I sat for the GREs, SATs, and got through quarter scholarship to the University of Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh uh, to go and study nuclear physics. So, uh, so you're on course? Yeah, I was on track to do it. I was 15 going on 16 at the time, quite young. And once I got that mission letter, I thought I was on top of the world. And respect for my parents and everybody went out of my, in fact, my, my vocabulary changed. Uh, everything I said had an F word in there and had, I was on top of the world and my parents took a decision, which I think is one of the best decisions my parents could have taken for me, um, to bring me to Ghana. Cause at the time I was a kid growing up in Nigeria, my parents were living there at the time. And so we came to, I, I, I was brought to Ghana, I was brought to tech literally dumped in tech and then they went back uh, to do agric engineering. So what is exactly were your parents doing in Nigeria? Well, the way education is put together, my dad and mom have taught together for over 60 years. Wow. Yeah, and um, my mom had to actually come into education because of me uh, as, a, as, as her first kid after several years of marriage. So she decided to become a nursery school teacher so that she could teach in the same school and be- Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Be with me, because she wasn't, as a young mother who had looked for a child for seven years before having me, for her, she couldn't even afford to put me in a school where I'll be taking care of by another person. So she applied to a school to be a kindergarten teacher and then enrolled me in that school. So she was mothering me and teaching me at the same time and basically moved all the way till class one with me before I was finally allowed to be put in the hands of another teacher. Were you mommy's boy? Still am. <laughs> I, I, I like that soft, that soft part of people that doesn't get, get Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, every day, every day, space. every day, my mom still calls me up in the morning uh, to, to pray for me and wish me a good day uh, wow. and pray that God sees me through my day. And she will call you around 7.30 when she's preparing to go to bed. The first question she asked me is, are you still in town? As though I'm some 16-year-old boy who is supposed to have been home before they lock the gate. And this is me living in my own house, but she'll call to ask if I'm back home. And if I'm not home yet, because maybe I'm in a meeting or something, she'll say, first thing, go home. Your family is waiting. <laughs> Tell me, you mentioned seven years of marriage before you were born. Yeah. Tell me about this. Well, my, my, my parents were married for a bit. Um, part of the reasons why my dad had to just move the family away because I come from a very polygamous background. Um, some of my uncles had seven wives. I mean, we're fishermen. And so the bigger the family, the better for the family craft of fishing. And here was my dad who had gone to school, only educated one amongst his siblings, um, had met the Lord, married my mom, and decided he was going to be a husband of one woman. And then my mom, had a number of miscarriages, about 80, if I'm not mistaken, and um, went into a covenant with God in her seventh year and said, if you give me a son, I'll call him Samuel and hand him back like you did for Hannah. A year later, I was born. It's been a journey for me because 
I, 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 that has been instilled in me from the from my childhood. That, come to that side. That, 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 yes. that she sat you down and told you the story. Absolutely. What What did she want from you in telling you the story? She want, She wanted me to understand that I had a covenant. I was a result of a covenant, and I have an obligation to God. I have I have purpose. There's a purpose for me being on this world, and I shouldn't see myself. So as a young kid, I was always told by my parents that I'm different from the rest of my mates. I am not the same as them. They they have their purpose, but I have a special purpose because I'm the result of a covenant with God and I have to live up to that covenant. It, it imposes a higher burden. So even amongst my, my siblings, I'm the first of four kids, um, I realized that the higher standards that my parents hold me to, times it makes me feel like I'm the unwanted one because, <laughs> you know, things my siblings do and get away with, I, I, I dare not try them. So a product of a prayer that was answered did that influence the way you you grew up well i mean growing up was school because some old things like samuel the samuel promise was like i will hand him back to yes. god just so, like samuel like samuel was handed over to prophet ellie so you in your kids were you i was over? literally handed over to the church where we we attended the nigeria christian pentecostal mission in ajawa state uh, in nigeria and i mean I, I took part in every children's uh, quiz, Bible competition. At the age of five, I was doing outdoor evangelism and crusades for the Just church. Me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, my life was school, home, church. I mean, we didn't go to church on Sundays. We went to church on Sunday for general service. And then that was Sunday morning, Sunday evening, our house was what you call a home cell. We called it home fellowship. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a fellowship leader. Uh, my mom was a zonal women's leader. So Monday I would go to church with my mom for women's fellowship. Tuesday I'd go with my dad for men's fellowship. Wednesday there was teaching service. Thursday was when they had the cell leaders training. And then Friday was a Friday service on all night. Saturday was evangelism and Sunday was church again. So that was my childhood. <laughs> At age five. Even before. Because I mean I I I I was in class one before I turned four. I went to school very early. I was in class one before I turned four. I went to secondary school. I went to I entered GSS one and I know Ghana we say secondary school is SS, but in Nigeria you you actually write an a common entrance exam from class six primary six before you go into gss one that's what we used to do here actually. exactly and and i wrote that common entrance in class three and passed and i was stopped because i was just too, too young. young and so i made i was made to go to class four i wrote it again and passed and said look let the guy go i was barely seven years old when i went into gss into when i when i passed the exams to go to gss one so i turned eight and because of my birthday in january it's the second term so i actually turned eight in GSS 1. You must have been the youngest in your class. I've always been. In everything I do, I've been the youngest. I, I'm excited that if you fast forward to the 8th parliament, there are a lot more younger people in there. So I, I see that we, we, we've opened the floodgates and we've inspired a lot of young people. And I have a lot of young people in the NDC and the MPP who walk up to me and say, I, I've been inspired and challenged to or encouraged to make this run because I see your story. Okay. And, and for me, that, that's, that's, that's great impact. Let's stay with the story and go back to Key and UST. So mm. nuclear physics was the original, maybe pilot before that one, but <laughs> you ended up in, in Key and UST doing what? Agric engineering. 
you literally were doing courses from everywhere. I sat in classes with geodetic engineering students, chemical engineering students, electrical, electronic engineering students, mechanical. You only did a brick engineering when you got to the final year. And so we called it the school of engines because we did everything, everything. Some, um, but tech was a wonderful experience for me because I went to tech when I was 16. I graduated from tech at 20. Mm. Um, and tech was the first time I was uh, on my own because I didn't go to. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUSLLC. Boarding school in secondary school, I was a day student. So it was the first time I had freedom and all of that. And I decided to get myself involved in everything. I I was affiliated to Katanga. I I I I would join the Cat Hall Cadets because then I wanted to go into the military um, at a point in time. Joined the Cat Hall Cadet, became the RSM of the Cadet in my fourth year. Um, at the same time, I was engaged with all kinds of entertainment programs. Started my first company on campus, where we're doing events activations for Guinness Ghana and MTN with Hall Weeks, and so the whole report, Akuko report, Hall Week that became big. It was under the tenureship of then Entertainment uh, Hall pre pre Prefect. Uh, um, Hall Secretary for Entertainment, Alexander J. Brown. Today he's doing big things with Haptel, yeah. uh, but he was at and then he got us on board to help activate Aquacore Um I also was very actively engaged with, and despite all the social things I did, as a result of that covenant, I never turned my back on God. And so I was actively involved in the Student Chaplaincy Council. Okay. As, as early as my second year, I, be, I was appointed technical director for the Mass Drama, which was the drama wing of the Student Chaplaincy Council. And I held that position till I left in fourth year. And so we did Intellecto, um, which was basically a gospel and a gospel Christian, a gospel music and drama festival. Um, went to Legon with it, came to UCC with it. And no matter how things turn out, I never regret them because if they turn out for good, then I've learned a way to continue to do something. If it turns out wrongly, it means I've learned a way not to do it. So I don't have regrets, I have learning curves. And all of these various phases of my life allowed me to experience a different part of myself. Not all the adventures I got into succeeded 100% or, or the way I expected them to turn out. But in all of them, I picked life lessons along the way. And so for me, for young people who, who are struggling to find themselves and, 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 and discover what their purpose is, don't get, don't get scared of getting your hands dirty and trying, trying your hands at many things. I don't believe in that mantra that if you're jack of all trades, you'll be master of none. Mm. You can be jack of all trades and master of all. I, I, there, there is nothing you'll ask me to do, Albert, today that I won't do. I've taken contracts for sewing of, of, of school uniforms. The only thing I know, as the, the closest I can come to sewing a school uniform is how to thread a needle. If you ask me to stitch straightly, I can't stitch straightly, but I took the contract. What I did then was to put together the team. I believe that that's what a leader must do. If you find the purpose, you'll be able to execute the assignment. And so for me, I would always find the team that is required to execute an assignment. Because in doing those, in getting your hands dirty and in trying to do all kinds of things, you would eventually find that one thing that clicks for you. But ultimately, the, in law, they'll call it the grunum, the, the, the base of everything is prayer. 
because ultimately the Lord will lead you to and guide you and he will let you see that this is what it is. How did that happen for you in the area of politics? So in the area of politics, politics was nowhere near, was nowhere in my dream. It wasn't something I, I, I was actively thinking about. I, I had friends who were actively engaged in politics, um, had had a little here and there things to do with politicians from 2008 and all of that. But active politics, no. I was at the time chasing and doing consultancy work for the UNDP and the World Bank. And for a young boy in his twenties, mid twenties, 25, 26, getting about $300,000 a year from those two agencies was big money. And so I was looking at getting bigger contracts and moving into the millions of dollars uh, worth of projects that they do. And then a, a, a friend who became a brother, um, who I was sharing an apartment with because we're, again, we're trying to save money. So we rented an apartment together and we're living together. He was actively doing political shows and he was supposed to be on a morning show with ETV uh, hosted by Bismarck Brown. He had a running stomach in the morning and said, Sam, can you just go sit in for me? And I'm like, look, I'm not a politician. Go sit in for me and you know what the topic is. You know what, just we've had this conversation. I go sit on the show, I finish the show and my phone just blows up with calls from everywhere. Long and short of it, I'm asked to join then Deputy Minister for Information, Kujetwa Blakwa, to set up a government communications team. And from there, the, the rest is history. I find myself here because the next day I go back to the UNDP to change jobs. That's in 2011. And they tell me I'm politically exposed. So that's the end of that story. So then, okay, let's, let's put our hands in this and let's do it. And I, I didn't see where this was leading. I, I, I didn't see what the benefits were. I, I, I didn't know what politics was going on, but I could see what IT was doing for me. And, and, and so for me, that was my focus. That was what was driving me. But again, that's why I keep saying that it's important as young people for us to walk in the purposes and ask God to order our steps and for us to walk in his purposes for us. And, and when, God, when God closes a door, he opens another one. And you need to be minded to stop banging on the door that he's closed and see the open one and walk through it. And that's what I did. And, and, I, and, I, and I dare say that this walk in politics has been one that has been full of God's grace. Um, I sit back and look at my trajectory in politics. It defies common sense and logic. Tell me about it. I mean, I've been doing active politics since 2010. And if I look at it in... Since 2010 till now, this is um, 13 years. And in 13 years, I'm in my sixth year of parliament and I've done four years serving two presidents. Um, so that's 10 years out of 13 years. That's not the story of many young people. There are people who have been in this game since 1992 and, and are still struggling to achieve some of the things that by God's grace I've been able to achieve. I, by God's grace, I've been able to make a Mac in the area of politics where I have found myself, the communication sector and, and all of this. And again, when, I, when you go through my CV, you do not see me having any formal training in communications or telecommunications engineering. But again, it's just the grace of God. The grace of God has put me in that space. He's made me, given me the ability to understand the sector, divine insight. And so for me, like I keep saying, I'm a product of grace. God's grace. I'm a grace addict. Uh, people are addicts to all kinds of things. I'm addicted to grace. Uh, and so, yes. And I, I tell people that you, you can, you can look at me and, and hate me, or you can look at me and want to be like me or love me. The, if I try to be like you, I'll be the best I can be will be a fantastic counterfeit version of you. However, if I try to be me, 
I will be the best original version of me. And so what I will do is pick lessons from Albert's life and, and try to make a better version of me than I have been before. So I tell people, don't try to be like me. Try to be yourself. Try to find out what God's purpose is for you. Pick lessons from my life. Pick lessons from Albert's life. Pick lessons from other people's lives. And try to make the best version. Discover what God's purpose for you is. Because when you walk in his will and his purposes, he lights your path and directs your way. Are you a happy person? Extremely happy. I, in fact, maybe too happy. <laughs> uh, too happy because... You get the impression of somebody who enjoys what you do. I enjoy life. Tell me. Every day is a is a is a is a blessing, and 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 Albert, you just you just need to visit our hospitals, and then you'll be thankful. I've learned to be thankful to God for small mercies. The very little things that we take for granted are the things that people will kill for, you know. Um, and I'll, I'll give a typical example. When I was getting married to my wife. And I met Ten years. a very wonderful person. I, 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 think, I get the impression she's a very quiet, yeah, reserved person. Very quiet and reserved. Even though she's my, she's my commander-in-chief. I know, right? She commands me at home. No, but outside there, outside there, she's quiet. But at home, she's the boss. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> you know, but when we were doing marriage counseling in church, there's a couple we, we, we went through counseling with. Today, we've been blessed with three kids. We could take it for granted. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That couple, because we we know that that couple is still seeking the fruit of the womb, and so these are certain things that you could just take for granted. But these are struggles. These are things that for other people mean the world to them. The fact that we can wake up and have a meal on our table, a meal of our choosing, is not is not something I take for granted. The fact that none of my kids has a disorder is not something I take for granted. And this year particularly is extremely important for me. And and I've decided that from this year, from 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 the first of January this year, I've decided I'm leaving every life like every day like is a party. Because it dawned on me on the 31st night service, during 31st night service, that I shouldn't be here. Because I had a nasty accident in July of so last year. Um, I'd gone for a prayer meeting with Prophet Nanasa Kode in the constituency. And I, after that, I went and had two other meetings in the constituency. I was driving back to Accra and I just had a blackout and drove under a, a, a 16-wheeler articulated truck. Are you joking? Yeah. I mean, um, all the airbags in the vehicle deployed, literally rating off the vehicle. And how I am here at this point in time tells me that God's not done with his purpose for my life. And so for me, I told myself, okay, in that moment, I was helpless. I didn't know what was happening. I was gone. But there was a hand that kept me. So why am I worrying about anything? Let me piggyback on the point you made that is very, very critical. Yeah. Because you, by virtue of being a, a, a member of parliament, and uh, if I may use the words, a public office holder, yeah. you, you hold power. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the fact that let's not take our blessings for, for granted, granted. Because there are people who wake up and they don't know what they will eat. They don't know how they will go out and come back. How does that make you feel when you sit in parliament, knowing that the people that 
you let me use the word you govern or you hold power in trust for are sometimes so broke so vulnerable so deprived that they don't even have food to eat Albert, um, Albert, it's a worrying thing and and you see you can you can say you relate to people's difficulties um but you can only imagine it if you've not walked in their shoes my story hasn't always been one of the late and glamour hasn't always been rosy as recently as 2007 2008 i used to walk from a place called lomnava to osu on a daily basis to look for a job when i was, when i started my it business and i was looking for contracts i didn't have money to board a vehicle in and out i had money for transportation one way so i would pick the vehicle to osu from lomnava to tabora tabora to la paz and then from la paz i would pick one to 37 37 to osu and walk around the whole business district looking for companies that would be willing to do a website this was 2007 people didn't care about websites at the time you know and 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 softwares and all of that and by close of day at 4 p.m i start heading back but this time walking all the way back to lomnava and 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 i mean i have spent time with all kinds of people i've had to leave in friends homes um richie of links entertainment i had to go and his brother albert was my mate in tech i had to go and stick put up with them for a month they literally fed me from there when they were fed up with me because i had promised to spend only a week and i'd spent a month and i had to leave i went to stay with kwame pocho of thousand words okay, i lived with his parents yes for three months they fed me clothed me that's the hustle I have been through before I got here. And I'm talking about 2008, not very long ago. And so I know what that pain is. Nanai Sini, I mean, has given me money before to buy food. I am not assuming what it is. I know what it is, you know. And so it is, it is extremely important that as people who hold power and trust, we, we are very much awake to the challenges of our country and our countrymen in whose name we sit in the offices that we sit in. And for me, it is one thing. Look, Albert, I, I always held politicians to a certain standard before I became one. I'm not going to be a politician forever. I'm not going to be a member of parliament forever. I'm going to leave that office. And when I leave that office, I would want to be able to hold whoever succeeds me as member of parliament for Ningo Pram Pram to a certain standard. But that standard has to be set by me. And I've always made the point to my team that my, my life purpose or my purpose as being a member of parliament is to set a standard by which my predecessors will be judged by and by which my successors will be measured by. This is Springboard of which I invest with my guest, the Honorable Sam George MP for Ningo Pram Pram, sharing his five life lessons plus one bonus one on standards. Let's go for a break. When we come back, let's find out his ideal Ghana and how it would look like. Please. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Enterprise Insurance would dear Womu promo nana. Hey, what's it? <laughs> Four coupons. Vom washing machine. Vom car washer. Vom BBRB. Vom OBRDF. Vom. <laughs> Buy or renew your existing motor insurance policy and win instant rewards such as fuel coupons and branded gift items in this year's Udia Womu Moto Insurance promo. You could also win an iPhone 14, front load washing machine, high pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, and an auto tie inflator during the monthly raffles and the slick crutch rocket motorbike at the end of the six months promotion. Make you no slacku. <laughs> Call your insurance broker.
broker, agent, or visit any enterprise insurance branch and get your reward now. You can also call us on 0302-634-777. This promo is in partnership with NLA on the Characters platform. Terms and conditions apply. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and, and the, the whole world, world awaits, awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you, you go. Welcome back to Springboard Virtual University, brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the enterprise group with support in the media from the multimedia group and the graphic business. Here I am having this very fascinating conversation with the Honorable Member of Parliament for Ningo Pram Pram, Honorable Sam George, and wow. So let me tell you the lessons I've learned from you so far. I have the simple task of summarizing <laughs> your thoughts into five lessons. I would have given you the chance to do that yourself, but I have seized it because I'm enjoying this quite a bit. So the first lesson is about finding yourself. And you say you, say you, you in, your, in the course of your life, you considered being a nuclear physicist, a pilot, a Greek engineering came in at the point when you went to Kia University. Then you became a cadet RSM, considered a military events business, IT business, student chaplaincy. And in all this, you say, you have no regrets because nothing was wasted and everything taught you a lesson yeah. and contributed to who you are today. And so you say to your listeners and viewers that don't be afraid to get your hands dirty or be a jack of all trades because you will eventually find yourself. Lesson number two is about entering politics and, and, and grace. And you say that you didn't even set out to go there. You had friends there, all right, but you deputized with somebody on a radio or on a TV, TV show, and the rest is as I say, is history. <laughs> but in opening that door to you, the part I like is that God showed you a glimpse of what you could become. Yeah. Think one thing led to another, and firmly shut the other door yeah, that could be a temptation for you, so you don't look back. <laughs> I don't become Lot. I know, right? Or Lot's wife. I know. <laughs> The third one is about uniqueness, and you say there can only be one Sam George and one Albert Okran, and by, by implication, one every of every person. Every so person. don't imitate somebody or try to or say you want to be like them. Learn their lessons, but be the very best version of yourself. Brilliant one. The fourth one is about happiness. You say you enjoy life and you are a very happy person, as, as, as I can tell from your face. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you talk, when you talk in the media and, and everything, you come across as somebody who really believes in what you are doing and you enjoy it yeah. and you are doing yourself. Yeah, and at, times, at times I'm accused of being too jovial about very serious issues, but why take, why, why take life too seriously? And you say it's influenced by the fact that you count your blessings every day and yeah. you, 
you feel blessed to be alive. Absolutely. And you say, go to the hospitals and you will see what I mean. And you see that particularly an accident last year, a very serious one that God delivered you from, yeah. reminded you of, of God's hand upon your life. Absolutely. And that's what makes you a happy person. Yeah. The fifth lesson is about deprivation, something I'm very particular about. And you see, if you have not lived in people's shoes, you can't understand their pain and their story. But for mm. you, as recently as 15 years ago, thereabouts, in 2007-2008, you used to walk from Lomnava to Osu, yes. from place to place, looking for business, IT businesses that at those, those times, some of them didn't even <laughs> exist. <laughs> the bonus lesson from you is about standards. You say you want to set a standard that your predecessors will be judged by, and those who come after you will be measured, measured by. So I will summarize those as your lessons. Is that a fair summary? Fantastic summary you've done. And, and, and just one key thing I also want to add is we should never forget the people who've helped us on our journey. The people got places in our paths who are to help us fulfill destiny. And just on the show, I've mentioned just three of several people. People who, ah, yes. people who are alive today, who can be very, what I'm saying can be verified from, at the time, Albert and his brother Richie of Links Entertainment were living in Achimota, you know, with their mom, you know, and you mentioned Nana Isini, and then Nana Isini as right. well, and Kwame Pucho of a thousand words. I mean, Pucho, Pucho, I know extremely well, yeah, and so. so you can ask Pucho. Yeah. I mean, just just sometime last year, I went back with home with him to Sotom to go and greet uh, mommy and all of that. But but I mean, that family held my hands mm. for over three months you know so so but never forget the destiny helpers and i appreciate them along the way it's very beautiful that you do this in in such a nice way and i'm sure they're listening today it must be very touching for them that you remember what they have done sure. they have done for you um but your story is a very interesting one i must tell you this <laughs> have you thought about writing my background by virtue of my background when i hear a good story i ask myself is it being documented are you writing i've started a project uh that should culminate when I turn 40. Um, it should be a book on the first 40 years of my life. And the project is supposed to chronicle... I, I tend to write it in a different way from your regular book. It's supposed to be my life as a kaleidoscope that gives you the various phases and stages of my life, not as I recount them but as the various players in my life mm. recount them. So you would have a, a beginning or some part of the book where my mom will talk about pre my conception. Okay. I wasn't there. She should tell that story. Right. And, and my dad will talk about what my ancestry is, okay. where I come, what my root is, you know, old school mates in Nigeria and teachers talking about their recollection of my life. And I'm trying to pick all of that to work, people I met in the university, people I've met in the world of work, and, and when the bosses and all of that, and then weaving those stories to tell how God has brought me where I am, because the book should be titled The Story of Grace. <laughs> is, there, is there a chapter for Vera? Oh. <laughs> She's a whole book. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She's a whole book because you see, again, it is grace because God, God, I, I did my national service with Ali Muhammad just in two minutes on prayer. I did my national service with Ali, in Ali Muhammad's office. And at the time he was contesting the presidential primaries of his party. And so we go to Mankasim 
in I think 2007 to launch his campaign and we go to sleep in Cape Coast. His son, Farouk, said he had a friend on campus he wanted to see. And so a number of young boys said, okay, let's go to campus. We go to campus. And while standing there, um, a friend of theirs, a friend who was on campus said, they were coming back with us to Cape Coast where we were. And she had to leave her keys, the room keys with her roommate because she, her roommate had gone to another room and if she left immediately with us, they would, she would be locked out. So she calls her roommate on the phone to come and pick up the keys. That roommate comes down and it is Vera. And out of the blue, I just walk up to her and say, hey, you, I knew you as a kid. You used to walk around like a kid wearing just panties and running around. This is somebody I didn't know from Adam. And she just looked at me and she's like, who's I'm this? like, who's this, who's this guy? And, and I'm like, Wow, you've grown into a beautiful young lady. Give me your number so that I can call you again. And at this time, I was seeing somebody already. But just out of the blue, I don't know what moved me to... And everyone was looking at me because the whole evening had been very dull and quiet. I couldn't wait to get back and sleep. You came alive. I just came alive. My goodness. And then I took her number and I left. And but you didn't really know her? I didn't know her from Adam. So, so what is I don't know. I, in fact, that, that's the weirdest pickup line I've ever had. Imagine. <laughs> you know, and I take her number and I call her like two days later. And as far as she's concerned, I'm a bodyguard. Because at that time, I used to work, work out in the gym. And so she saw me as a bodyguard for Ali Muhammad's son or part of the body security detail. So when I said my name was Sami, she said my name as Danny, the bodyguard. That's, that's beautiful. Ah, man. Depressing when I found <laughs> you know, but but two years later, she agreed to 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 go into a relationship with me. Two years, the girl stretched me almost two years old. <laughs> and then we dated for four years, and we've been married ten years last year. So yeah, I, I met the two of you um, the last time, and you looked like a very happy couple. It's work. It's it's not easy. But it's one thing we've said to ourselves that, and that's why we had a major celebration for our 10th anniversary, because we both agreed that our generation, in our generation, marriages are failing, the institution of marriage is failing. But marriage is a key cardinal part of what builds society and what builds a nation. Honorable Sam George, for anyone who is, who seeks power, they seek power because they think things should be done in a particular way. And if you are human, like I am, no matter what and no matter how much you approve of somebody else doing their stuff you you will in in your mind at some point say if i had power if i, I had it i would do it this way let me try and get into your mind and find out your ideal ghana what would you love to see what what should we do differently let me start from the last one i was talking about my ideal ghana is los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. One where the whole concept of family is really understood properly where parents are spending a lot more time with their kids and shaping their kids. I think that the problem of our country today is that we have a new generation of Ghanaians who lack parental love and care. Mm. When you grow up in a family where there's proper care 
and love, when that family unit is working, it shows and radiates through you. And Albert, your generation, because you grew up in that family, compact family unit, where you, 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 there was the discipline of the father and the loving care of a mother, you know, and, and you were able to grow up in that. It shaped a lot of how you have faced work and everything. We have a generation where kids are no longer kids. As, as young as 11 and 12, they are men and women on their own fending for themselves. So it's a country that will prioritize our family unit properly. Secondly, the second thing I want to see is a country that appreciates and celebrates hard work. We're a country that has failed to celebrate hard work and celebrate our heroes. We celebrate results and not the work behind the results. And so people have chosen to take shortcuts to achieve those results. We don't care to interrogate the, 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 the work behind the results that we see. And so you see young men who are breaking their backs to earn a decent living being criticized and ostracized by society because another young man who's decided to get himself involved in something illegal has bought a car for his mother and we are not judging the young man who is actually doing it the right way and encouraging him or making him feel like he's a failure that's another problem of this our country wow so honorable sam george your ideal ghana has number one prioritize family yes number two celebrate hard work and if and for both of them you mentioned the role of movies or the entertainment industry yeah. shaping our thoughts what will be number three number three will be a discussion on who we are as a people mm. we have no national identity and and that that for me is a major problem um Kwame Nkrumah had all his flaws but i hear my father talk about being a young pioneer and what those do, that taught him the principles that were imbibed in him and i think we need to go back to that as a country and begin to have an identity as Ghanaians. today we don't know who we are depending on who you speak to, the person is either American or British or Indian or Asian. Uh, um, you talk to a seven-year-old in the United States, he knows what it means to be American. He knows what the American dream is. Sadly, today, the Ghanaian dream is to become a politician and drive a V8. You know, that cannot be the Ghanaian dream. We need to have a sense of national identity. Who are we? What are cardinal values as a country? It's important we have that national conversation. Because if you do not know who you are, you're just, you're, 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 I mean, people who do not have culture, do not have tradition, are lost people. And that's where we find ourselves today. We are, we're tossed around with the wind because there is nothing at the, at the center of what makes us Ghanaian, especially this generation, my generation and the generation after me have absolutely no sense of what it means to be Ghanaian. The older generation seem to have a certain connection to Ghana and what it means to be Ghanaian. For us, it's about getting a visa and flying out and finding your way into politics. The lack of a sense of identity has created a disconnect between the desire to see a better Ghana by Ghanaians. And we need to have that conversation. Get a visa or get into politics. And, and, and it's kind of tied into the last point you made about showing something. Um, you have to show, yeah. Once you, you, show. you show something, then yeah. you have to show. show working. But I'll tell you what. And, and this last point you made about um, getting to politics breaks my heart because I recall um, several years ago, I mean, we used to travel 45 days a year non-stop, going from region to region. Now we do part of it virtually, we do some of it in person, but the original roadshow used to travel for 45 wow. days non-stop. And that's how my business struggle because you leave your business yeah, yeah. in, in January, January 2nd week and you come back in March. Wow. Yes traveling from region to region meeting young people having 
meeting meet his night, telling them about career. And I remember one day in Wa, so tired, talking to a group of young people, and the, the guy said, you know what, Chief, what you are seeing is powerful, but my whole mission in life is to do local news, news then become deputy minister and get a V8. <laughs> I, I, I was impressed. <laughs> I, I was so, to hear you say it. Yeah, I mean, it's a reality, sad reality of our country. Help me to appreciate why a young man will tell me that. Because they see that as the, as the quickest way. And it's because those of us who've come into political office have painted a certain picture. Sadly, 90% of politicians are indebted and in debt. But there's that, there's that perception of wealth that we have created. And because people have abused the power of office, for personal gain. It has become the quickest way for young people who have to show working. They have to show that they're also making it. But you see, people people fail to realize that there is a lot that goes into being a politician if you really want to be a politician to serve the people and not just to enrich yourself. And that's also what is affecting the quality of politicians you're seeing today, because it's about the desire to come in for self-gratification, not the desire to come in to serve to make a change. There is that disconnect. And so you're beginning to see a cycle where we're, we're going around. We, we think we're making progress, but we're going around in circles because we're really going back to square one again. Because the very people who need, whose lives need to be bettered are seeking to come in there to also get their share of the national cake and just, and just walk away. It's a tough one, isn't it? Absolutely. Let me go to number four. Hopefully, if I can get a couple of minutes, I'll come back to ask you a question about this is the third point that you made. Yeah. For me, number four would be, as again, as a country, having a conversation and having a plan for Generation Z and Z+. Go back again. Having a national conversation on the plan for what we call Generation Z and Z+. Uh, Albert, you, your generation was one that did a lot of reading. I mean, and, and for you to be where you are, you've done a lot of reading, a lot of research, a lot of academic and brain work has gone into what you did. I see my generation as the last phase of that kind of, of, of leaving. The current generation, you write two paragraphs and you, they, they're, they're lost. They're more, they're the Instagram, Snapchat kind of generation where it's more of pictures and videos and the attention span doesn't go beyond 10, 15 seconds. But what we must realize is we won't be here forever. In the next 20 to 30 years, they will be the ones running this country. Are we equipping them properly enough to be able to take over? And that's why I'm saying we have to have that conversation on how do we salvage the situation? Else we will hand over this country to a generation that is clueless when it comes to taking tough decisions and being analytical. Because leadership and running a country needs a lot of analytical thinking. I'm scared. And reading is a big part of... Because yesterday I was at a program on UCC campus that uh, a, a sister friend of mine organized. And when the, when the floor was open, there was the likes of Prince Kofi Amal being in call on the panel, that the, the death of the questions that were being asked, I was appalled. These are university right. students because the questions were so shallow and unintelligent, forgive my Greek, but these are university students. You're sitting with someone like Kofi Amabing, who's run UT Bank and a string of successful businesses. And I was expecting questions that would stimulate him to let him speak about his journey. And people were asking peripheral things like, how did you feel in the morning after you heard you had lost your bank? Now, if you, had, you, had, you were coming to a program that had been advertised that he was there, you should have known that at the time the bank license was revoked, he wasn't even working in that bank. I mean, so it shows you that 
Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC The questions were unintelligent And several times they asked questions And Kofi Marvin was like I really don't get it But I think maybe this is what you want to ask Right And I asked myself Are this the people who are going to become Directors in our civil service In the next 20 years Let me let me borrow from your 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 pet peeve or your or your focus <laughs> area, which is communication. Yeah. I'll stay with this sure. point for a minute more. How critical is communication? And I'm talking about not the comms industry per se, but communication as a person, public speaking, articulation. Yeah. How critical is it for what you do and by extension for career development for anyone listening to us? It's fundamental. Albert, and, and, and again, it comes to the example I was making. You hear university students and even fresh graduates speak. The other day, CTFM was running a Vox Pop on an issue. And it was, it was problematic, Albert, that you couldn't have young Ghanaians construct four sentences without putting in a local slang or a local dialect. Ghanaians, when I was growing up in Nigeria, all our English teachers were Ghanaians because Ghanaians were touted for the quality of English we spoke and the depth of our conversation, how deep our conversation was, how intelligent it was. Today, I mean, it, and I, I speak to lecturers in the university as well, some of my friends are lecturers, and you see the social media lingo in exam scripts. scripts yeah. People are spelling words as they would write them on social media, on Twitter, and it's problematic. And you see, for me, I, I don't want to see technology as problematic because this same technology is being used by Malaysia and China to have fast thinking kids, kids who are doing coding. But ours is more, is more it's affecting the level of conversation. You, the, you English, the, the usage built rather than the creating built. Let me go to your last point. My last point is one that has to do with the God factor. I want to see a country where, and I would have said the church, but let me say religious authority begins to play a more focused role in shaping national discourse and building human capacity. I've, as a Christian, I've visited too many church services where the prosperity message is being preached and not the holiness message. And I focus on the church especially because the last census puts our Christian population at 75 to 76%. It means that a chunk of our, of, of, of our civil servants and public servants sit in the front rows and in the pews of our churches. If we were preaching messages on holiness, on piety, on, 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 being, on, 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 on the second coming of Christ and shaping the thoughts of our, the people sitting in our pews, There'll be more conviction of the Holy Spirit on our minds and of and consciences of people when they're taking decisions about our country. But a conscience that is seared <laughs> does not fear anything. And so I think that the church has a responsibility to play. And we must know that it is time that we begin to have a lot more people who fear God as part of public office. Because you go to the church and many people in churches say, look, I, 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 I'm doing ministry. I, I don't have anything to do with politics. As though politics and decision-making is, is, is the opposite of being a child of God. But I ask myself, the Bible, two scriptures the Bible says, the Bible says you should pray for those in authority. 
The same Bible has told us not to be unequally yoked. So if you are praying for those in authority, then the people you are equally yoked with, they must be people who call the same God that we call. And, and they take decisions. And leaders consult. So if the leaders are not children of the church, who will consult spiritual authority, and they are, they are from outside, they will consult other authorities and take decisions that bind all of us. The Bible also says that when the, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. Who are the righteous? Children of God. And so... For me, it is to see a lot more people who are actively involved. And a lot of young people going into ministry today. But are we also, as a church and as religious authority, and I would, I would say that I think that our Muslim brothers are very particular about this. They, they're particular about making sure that a lot more young people who are qualified are supported and pushed into the political and business space. The church also must begin to do that. When we have people who are under religious authority, be it Christian or Islamic, you have spiritual authority that can call them to order when they begin to side side sidetrack let me steal your thoughts on one thing before i let you go you've been so gracious to spend this hour with us but there's one thing i like your thoughts about i was waiting to see whether it would feature in your five it didn't feature so let me ask it sound <laughs> george are we a divide are we so divided that we can't even listen to ourselves yes why because we've allowed politics which ought to collectively unite us, divide us. And I think it's because of the model of politics and democracy that we run. We run a democracy that is alien to us. And I always say that the West celebrates Rwanda as a fantastic developing country. Rwanda is not practicing a Western democracy. They have taken the Western democracy and built it, tailored it to what works for them. We wake up in this country in the first four hours from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on all our media platforms are dedicated to individuals who have no expertise in the fields that they are talking about giving prescriptions for the problems of our country we polarize the country in the first four hours and the rest of the day we're discussing what was discussed, the first, was discussed the first four hours where people who are not masters of the craft have shared opinions and that divides us again the political leadership have realized that the more we divide the base and they fight amongst themselves the more space it gives us to rip the public purse and so there's a conscious effort at dividing the base, even though at the top, we look at the trouble. Not oh, yes. They, uh, but I've said it plenty of times. Me, I've got into trouble for so many things. By the grace of all my life, no matter whether they like me or they don't like me, I'll continue to say it. Yeah, yeah, enjoying <laughs> it. I'm having fun. You know what? <laughs> I, I've, had a, I've had a fun time. Uh, I keep saying I'm not a politician. I'm just, I'm a citizen with a seat at the table of politicians. And so I won't think like them. I'll continue to call them out. And anything I see happening on that table, I'll shout it out. You know, there's, there's something about you that's infectious, but thank you so much for making time for this conversation. Pleasure's mine. Thanks so much. I, 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 the, on my very last point, somebody will, just because I'm interviewing an NDC politician, not even listening, mm -hmm. and I'm saying, are we, are we like, like somebody will say, like, seriously, there's, there's so much you're saying that I'm enjoying <laughs> that I would love to hear again and uh... again. And then somebody too will say, and you are talking to this person, it's MPP. Yeah. And how many MPP came, people came? And how many NDC people came? And I say, who were in secondary school? Who cared about which ethnic group you belong to? Which political, political party, party you belong to? It was just one people. We're one people. So I'm back to your point about the national conversation about yeah. who we are, and I agree with you on that. So let me say the five things you... First of all, let me go to your five things you said about your life lessons. One is finding yourself. Two is about politics and grace. The third one is about uniqueness. Just be the very best, very best version of yourself. The fourth is about happiness. Thanking God for every day. The fifth one is about 
be knowing what it means to be deprived and therefore relating well to the people. The bonus point is about standards that will be used to judge those who came before you and measure those who will come after you. On the ideal Ghana, number one, you say prioritize family yeah. and don't follow the telenovelas. Number two, you say celebrate hard work. That person hustling to do something, celebrate them, not the person who has shown you a car that you don't even know how they bought it. Number three is national identity. Who exactly are we? Not just grow up wanting to go into politics or get a visa to travel outside the country. Who are we? The fourth one is we must have a clear plan for the Generation Z and the Z+. And in that regard, you are seeing on a subject like language, you've lost ground too much. Ghanaians should be the champions of language and it's not acceptable for university students not to be able to ask serious questions yeah. in a forum. And you say that one is a big issue and you think technology is also a contributor. The last one is about the God factor. You are saying that the religious authority must play a more serious role in shaping national discourse. And if the messages that are shared focus on holiness, on submitting to God and allowing him to guide you, the fear of God and the Holy Spirit will shape the thoughts of people who yeah. make decisions. Honorable St. George, thank you so much for spending time with us here on the virtual. Have you enjoyed it? I have. It's been a pleasure. I can't believe an hour is up already. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. <laughs> when, when it's good, time flies. You know what? Oh, Once man. we gather like this, you won't believe it. There are people who are listening saying, just tell me something to take away. So look into camera and talk to that person who says, Honorable Charlie, it's a hassle. Just for a minute, give them a word to take home with. If, if, if God could turn that young boy who was walking from Lomaba to Isu, pick him up, give him purpose, and put him where he is. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It's because I submitted first and foremost to the will of God and allowed him to order my path. Go back to God, ask him to give you that purpose. And I believe he will show you your purpose. And when he gives you that purpose, he will give you the grace to achieve it. It's possible. Trust in God. Hard work never breaks any bones. Do the dirty lifting. And people don't see how gold is mined. They only see the beauty of the gold when you wear it. But you must be willing to do the mining. And then you will be enamored with the gold on your, on your neck. God be your helper. It's possible. God be your helper. It is possible. And those are the words of Honorable Samjit. Thank you so much for coming. Pleasure's mine. Let's do this again. Anytime. <laughs> this has been Springboard Adventure University brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group with support from our media partners, the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Business. Let me make you a promise. On Tuesday, full page transcript of the story 
in the graphic business. Get it, read it, share it with somebody, let it inspire you. Let's have that big debate on social media. Which of these 10 points plus the bonus is your favorite? And let's find out as we share the ideas of Honorable Sam George. Till then, my name is Albert Okran saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. <laughs> Enterprise insurance would dear woman promonana. Hey, what's it? <laughs> Four coupons. Vom washing machine. Vom car washer. Vom baby. Vom obiadia. Vom. Buy or renew your existing motor insurance policy and win instant rewards such as fuel coupons and branded gift items in this year's Woodia Woman Motor Insurance promo. You could also win an iPhone 14, front load washing machine, high pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, and an auto tie inflator during the monthly raffles and the slick crutch rocket motorbike at the end of the six months promotion. Making no slacku. <laughs> Call your insurance broker, agent, or visit any enterprise insurance branch and get your reward now. You can also call us on 0302-634-777. This promo is in partnership with NLA on the Characters platform. Terms and conditions apply. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and the whole world awaits you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere you go.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.